Hello and welcome to the Arrowhead Pride podcast we call From the Podium, where you get to hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs, and I'll provide a little bit of color along the way. My name is Pete Sweeney. I'm the editor-in-chief at ArrowheadPride.com, and the Chiefs are getting ready to take on the Baltimore Ravens in the battle of two 2-0 teams this Sunday, noon Arrowhead time in the home opener. This is the podcast where you'll get to hear from the Chiefs coordinators. So we'll start with offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. We'll continue on with defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo, and we'll finish up with special teams coordinator Dave Tobe. Uh, but again, let's start with Eric Bieniemy. Here's Bieniemy from the podium. Ooh, how y'all doing today? Hey, coach. Good, good. Fire away. It's home. Yes, it is. Oh, thank God. God. How it's, excited are you? We're very excited. We get an opportunity to come and. Uh, and play our home opener in the, in the Chiefs kingdom. And I know the fans will be fired up. The barbecue will be smelling real, real good. And uh, players will be, uh, they'll be ready. With, uh, with one of your key uh, sort of messages to Patrick in the offseason was just footwork, making sure that was more consistent with each sort of rep that he was given in the OTAs and training camp. It's two games, but where would you assess his footwork and how much do you think that has played into his accuracy these first two weeks? I think it helps out tremendously because now he's able to place the ball where he wants to. We always talk about pinpoint accuracy throws and making sure he's giving the, op- giving the receiver an opportunity to catch and run as well and not short the intermediate game. So I think his, his, his technique and his fundamentals in the pocket have been very good. I think uh, Coach Kafka has done a heck of a job with him throughout the entire offseason, and he's still focusing on it as well. What's it say for a quarterback? to have pinpoint accuracy despite dealing with an ankle sprain where you still need mobility in the pocket but also that obviously is going to affect sort of what you can do with the ball. When it's all said and done, with regardless of the position that anybody's playing, the only thing that you can rely on is your fundamentals. You know, one thing I always talk about with all our players, we got to have a consistent bend in our ankles, knees, and hips. And we're playing with that consistent bend regardless of position. We're giving ourselves a chance to execute the job that, be, that we're being required to execute. What's your concern level at with the left side of the offensive line that you know for sure that Eric Fisher is not going to be able to go for the I'm, I'm not concerned at all. Uh, it's next man up. Coach Heck has done a heck of a job since we've been here. This is year seven, a season seven for us together. And injuries happen. But like I said in the past, we, we coach our starters not to get beat by our backup players. We coach our backup players to make sure that they're <laughs> uh, preparing themselves to be starters. So those guys are ready. They do a great job of communicating with one another. Uh, that, that group is very, very unique. The old line room is always a unique room, so we roll. We'll be, I'm sorry, we'll be Cam this week. Is it good to say, or are you still figuring that out? I think we're still figuring it out, but uh, at the end of the day, the, the, all the guys are going to play. Whoever the, the next man up, that next position will fall right in line, and we're going to continue to do what we do. What makes Pat so good against the Blitz? Is it following him pre-snap? What part of his game makes him so good on team's Blitz? Uh, his preparation is, is one that is uncanny. He spends a lot of time watching film. As a group, we've done a great job of making sure we stress the importance of over-communicating clarity with one another. So we understand that communication is the key to any successful relationship. At the end of the day, it doesn't make a difference what call we make. As long as we understand the route concept and we understand where our issues are in protection, we're good to go. 
and that allows him to go out there and play fast. But we have to be on the same page. And the communication aspect of it is very, very important. And that starts with the O-line, that starts with Ryder, with the center, and that continues with Pat. These two elite young quarterbacks we battle now, with Pat and uh, Lamar, uh, talk about what that does for the game of you know, football. You know what? It, it'll be an exciting atmosphere. Hell, it was an exciting atmosphere last year. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I've watched Lamar Jackson um, when he was at Louisville. Obviously, we watched him up close in person. Watching him and just seeing the highlights of the things that he's done, I mean, hell, he's a hell of a player. Uh, we're blessed and fortunate to have one uh, great kid as well that's playing that particular position. But at the end of the day, you know, we, we get paid to coach. Our guys get paid to play uh, football. So we'll line up and go do what we do. And you know what? It's great for the league, but we do understand that, hey, we have a job to perform as well. Coach, you talk a little bit about the defense. When you look at Baltimore, I think of Baltimore, they always have these tough defenses. And even though players have come and gone, how would you assess this year's defense? I think uh, Coach Harbaugh, Coach Wink, uh, the Coach Tisdale, uh, Coach Wink Martindale, excuse me, they've done a heck of a job of building it since they've been there. And one thing that I do know is that everything starts up front. Those four D linemen, they get after it. And then everything falls uh, right into place after that. They're a tough team. They've always been tough. That's who they are. It's a part of that uh, division. It's a part of who Harbs is. That's just a makeup. So we don't expect anything different. We expect them to come out and play with that same type of toughness. You the second quarter you guys had at Oakland. Could you sense that coming at all? That that was well. There? I, I, I'll say this. You never really want to come out and start the game off slow. But one thing I admire about our guys, I thought our guys did a great job of persevering through an adverse situation. It was a hostile environment. Everything wasn't going like we would want it to go in the beginning. But I thought our guys did a great job of remaining poised under pressure, okay? They weathered the storm, and then we decided, you know what? Turned it on, and we made the most of the opportunity moving forward. I think that was a, 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 a good example of a team coming together. Now, did we end it like we would have wanted to? No. There's some things we still need to continue to clean up. But I'm proud of the fact that we handled the adversity as well as we did. Have you ever been a part of anything like that, as intense as that was, as a player or as a coach? You know what, I've, I've been a part of a, a number of situations, and you know how it is, every year your team takes on a different personality. So as great as uh, a year we had last season, you know, there's still new faces in the building. So I thought it was one of those great team victories, whereas everybody within that locker room came together and found a poise, all right, to overcome the different obstacles that we needed to overcome and find a way to win. You know, Whose voice was that that brought them together? Was it Pat giving them a battle cry? Or, you know, when a team comes together, it's usually because somebody's saying uh, I'll say this, and now say this <laughs> as long as I'm here. We got one of the great leaders in this industry. Coach Reed does a heck of a job. He allows these guys and all of us to, to let our personalities show. and. One thing that we always stress, hey, you know what? Allow your, be you, play within the system, but also too, let's make sure that we go out and do the things that we're, we're required to do. And that's to be at our best. And I thought our guys did a heck of a job of just remaining poised, 
playing calm under pressure, handling the adversity, and just plugging through. You know you guys don't know for sure yet who you're going to have in the backfield, but when you look back through the tape of Oakland, what, what do you think maybe you guys can execute better to, to improve the run game? Uh, there, there's plenty of things. Obviously, we didn't, we didn't get the job done. You know, we got to play better up front, and our backs need to make sure that they're aligned properly. They're executing the proper footwork, and we're doing, and doing a great job of reading the play out. When it's all said and done, we'll fix it. We will fix it, but we have to be better. When a team is just trying to, to take away the run, I mean, do you still feel like you, you've got to keep at it and keep going? Or with the way the pass game was working, is that not really a concern? Uh, we're going to execute our offense. We run the ball and we pass it. So we don't get caught up in, in numbers. The only thing that matters is the alphabets. Okay, and that's the W's and the L's. So the numbers don't matter. Yeah, we didn't execute as well as we would have liked to. But the most important thing is that we came together as a team. We found a way, as I would like to say, we found a way to drag our ass across the finish line together. That's the most important aspect of that win. How has Tyreek just been guiding uh, both McColl and DeMarcus? DeMarcus always had a good game last week, but um, he's now been seen without a, a, a slaying, like playing those guys <laughs> in the locker room. Just where is he at? Well, I, first of all, uh, Tyreek has a beautiful personality. If, if Tyreek could be out there, trust me, he would be out there right now. But as far as the, the energy that he brings in the room, not only in the classroom, but also out on the field, he also brings uh, a professionalism. And having Tyreek around, it, it benefits everyone in that room. And so he's watching those guys. He's also being judgmental. He's also coaching them, making sure they see the things that he's seeing. Because we, we understand that, and I'll say this, we got a great group of young men in that room. Those guys like each other. They play for one another. They understand the importance of what it means to be accountable. So those guys get it. So it's, it's, it's a unique atmosphere to watch. And the young guys, McCole, he gets it because he doesn't want to let a Tyreek Hill down or a Sammy Watkins down. So those are the things that I enjoy just from afar. So that's Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, And you heard my question at the end there. We have just seen in the media Tyreek Hill around the team. First, he was with a sling as he repairs from that clavicle injury. Now he's not. And it looks like he's full of energy, ready to go. The Chiefs are kind of having to hold him back. And it's good to hear that he is sharing that leadership, really helping McColl along. We've seen in the NFL, probably more so at the quarterback position, where guys don't want to help the younger players. And that is not the case when it comes to Hill and Hardman. And I think we saw a result of that last week. Hardman had the one touchdown. He probably could have had two. I asked Eric Bieniemy about the left tackle position. Eric Fisher now has gone away to have surgery. He'll probably be gone at least four to six weeks or so. So Cam Irving likely will come in. But as you heard from Bieniemy, they were still figuring that out. There's a number of scenarios that the Chiefs could work with. And finally, I thought what was interesting is just Bieniemy's high praise for Patrick Mahomes against the Blitz. And you could see it. I mean, this guy, even on a hobbled ankle, was not worried about getting tackled last week. And that's a credit to just how tough he is, along with how skillful he is. And Biennemi probably is lucky to have him as he seeks that elusive head coaching position in the NFL. I, I anticipate that that'll happen next offseason. Well, let's continue on. Here's defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo from the podium. Yeah, I'll, um, I appreciate that. Yeah, I'll talk fast. I, I always do. Uh, but I'll just, I'll, listen, I'll just open it up and uh, let you fire away. 
Coach, you had said that you had wanted to see the defense react to some adversity, and you didn't necessarily see it through the preseason. Is that yeah. what you were talking about? That was a pretty good example of it. Yeah, we were down quick. Um, we talked the night before about you go to a place like Oakland um, in, in the crowd, et cetera, and there's going to be an early surge by them. There always is. And we had an early surge. And we, what we talked about was we had to survive it and then and thrive in it. And I thought after we kind of plugged the hole in the dam there, uh, we kind of we thrived a little bit and kept them out of the end zone. Now yeah. you're home, and you got the crowd behind you. Yeah. How fun is that going to be, Coach? Well, it's, it's fun if you play well because uh, you keep the crowd in it. Uh, so hopefully both of those can work together, the crowd and the play of the players out there that wear red jerseys. The unique challenge of Lamar Jackson. The unique challenge of Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Look, I'm probably not saying anything that anybody else hasn't said, but it's hard enough in this league to defend the quarterback that can throw the ball, much less add to it the speed that he has, that he possesses. He can wreck the football game with his feet, and I think he's becoming a real good drop back passer. We always knew he had a strong arm. Um, I listened to things and you know, you're researching and everything says that he worked tremendously hard in the off season to get better as a drop back passer and I think you're seeing that. They came out in the game against Arizona and he moved him right down the ran it a couple of times, but they threw the ball down there and got him in. So he's he's impressive. He's turnover free. Are you you know, talking to your guys about that? Yeah, we do. We always talk about that. Um, look, look at I think turnovers is one thing that's kind of helped us this year. Um, you know, there's been some leaky series where they're driving and we get a turnover, and thank God for that because we're, I thought the turnover that uh, Breezy got last week was huge. I mean, they're on the three-yard line or wherever they are, and he, he picks it off. That's a huge turnaround. Uh, but they're always important. We always talk about it, and hopefully we can find a way to get – Get them to put the ball on the ground. I haven't coached him for a while. Have you learned anything about him? Freeland? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what have I learned? I've learned. I, I've learned that the guy loves a challenge. Um, what we did last week was challenge him to cover 16. I don't know if you noticed, but we moved him around on him, and uh, I thought he, him, I thought him and uh, C Dub uh, had a great game. I mean, I thought they. I threw. I showed five specific clips on Tuesday morning to the defense so that the D-line and linebackers knew what was going on behind them. And I thought those guys in those particular plays had locked them down pretty good. What was it about Breland that you said, I'm sticking to you with, with Williams? You know, actually, to be honest with you, the DB coaches were having the DB meeting, and I think, I think that Brashard stepped up and said, I'd like to... I mean, and, and you like that in a player. Uh, and the coaches came to me, and I thought, if that's what he wants to do, it's a great idea. Let's roll with it. Is he maybe more of a physical yeah. player than you maybe anticipated he would be? Maybe? I'm not so sure about that because I remember watching the tape that he was a tackler. I thought he supported the run really, really well. Uh, Hooper came out and scored 10 points and seemed like uh, team adjustments and, and had success uh, from the outside looking in. Just where do you think the defense is as far as being able to adjust like that? Yeah. Um, well, they got set. the first thing you do in that situation is get, get them settled down. Um, and the, to the coach's credit on the sideline, I thought we did that. And then we went out, and you got to just start playing some disciplined football, not giving up explosive plays. So once we got that ironed out and, you know, had a couple of plays where we had some success, the key thing when you get in that is the next series you go out, you got to find a way on third down to stop them so you can get the offense back out there. And I don't remember the particular third down, uh, but that's what we needed after the two scoring drives. What have you thought of just Damian Wilson's progression within your defense? Yeah, he's been great. He, the, the great thing about Damian, he's a pro. He loves football. He's passionate about it. And he plays multiple positions. Not everybody's able to do that. 
so he, listen, he gives us a little bit of, bit of flexibility because he can move around. I've been, I've been real happy with him. Do you think your defense could be in need of a lockdown corner, one of like the better players? I don't think there's a t defensive coordinator in the league that wouldn't think you need that, yeah. But well, I think our guys are doing a pretty good job right now. I was Again, I go back to last week and what they did. Um, Listen, we challenged them during the week. We knew we were going to face some. I mean, Derek Carr's a good quarterback. Um, I thought they stepped up pretty good. Okay. You talked talk during training camp about Traverius Ward being really comfortable in man, but having a lot to, to pick up in zone. It seemed like you were kind of giving him some more man opportunities against Oakland. Is that a plan for, for him going forward? Um, more man well, I, I'll be honest with you. We haven't gotten to the point where we. Um, plan a coverage call based on one guy. Uh, so we do a mixture of man and zone, and it may have worked out that way, because sometimes we, uh, it's one size man, one side zone, and it might, might have happened that way. But I, I do like him when he's up there pressed. He's a long corner, and again, I go back to both of those guys. I thought they helped us win the football game. So a couple of takeaways there from Chiefs defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo, who does such a good job with the media, uh, taking our questions and, and answering them without giving away too much that may reveal strategy to the Chiefs. The first is that the Chiefs' choice for cornerback to follow around a team's best weapon or one of their most dangerous weapons is Bashad Breland, who followed around Tyrell Williams in the Chiefs' 28-10 win. And Williams had seven targets, but only had five receptions for 46 yards and a touchdown. Again, you don't want to see the touchdown, but holding a player to 46 yards is what you want to see, especially, I think, in today's NFL. You probably heard I, I shot my shot when it came to Jalen Ramsey. I wasn't going to mention the player by name, but you all knew who I was talking about. And Steve Spagnuolo said, of course, we, we would love another lockdown corner on this team. But he also said that he has confidence in who's here. And don't forget the Chiefs get Mo Claiborne back in just three weeks. So it's the Ravens game another week. And then Mo Claiborne returns to the lineup. Spagnolo ultra high on Damian Wilson, and this is one of my favorite players to watch since camp. I talked to Wilson in the locker room last week, and I, I said, should more people know your name? And he basically gave me a smile and said, we'll see at the end of the year. Uh, so look for Damian Wilson to still have an impact with this team, signed as a free agent from Dallas this past offseason. All right, let's wrap it up. Uh, coordinator Day with special teams coordinator Dave Tobe. Here's Tobe from the podium. NFL experience, uh, just what's been most special with you working with Dustin considering the milestone he will cross on Sunday? Just so consistent, you know, and he's such a leader for our football team. And uh, no matter who we bring in, kicker-wise, he's going to he, – he's a kicker whisperer. I mean, he's, he's great. He's a great holder, probably the best holder I ever had. Mm. You know, and I've had some good ones. Brad Manning was really good at, at Chicago, too, so – he just uh, he's a student of the game he's just a great person to be around good family man and and a great teammate and uh, you know and a really really good player I mean he wouldn't be lasting this long if he wasn't that good what, what, make, what makes him a leader uh, just a leader in the locker room he's, he gives people advice uh, tips I mean he's been around he's 15 years older than everybody in that room pretty much and uh, you know he's he, but 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 again, he's young at heart too. At the same time, he's not he's not you know untouchable. I mean, he gets down in there with them and jokes with them and shoots baskets and whatever. You know, I mean, he's 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 got to figure it out. What kind of priority was it when you first got here to make sure he stuck around? Oh, it was important. I mean, he's you know coming in, I knew he was great. You know, I knew he was really good and solid. And uh, the only thing we wanted to do was make him a little bit more directional because that's our philosophy. We're more of a directional team, and, and he was he uh, accepted that role and 
uh, got better at it, and, and now he's you know he actually extended his career. I really believe. When you played against him, or, uh, you know, when you were yeah. the Bears, yeah. what, what, were, what, were your, what was your scouting report on him? Uh, he's a bomber. I mean, he could bomb the ball to you. We had Devin Hester, you know, at Chicago, and we, and we played against him a few times, and we got a big one against him. Uh, you know, we like playing against bombers when we're at Chicago because they put the ball down the middle deep. Devin gets the ball, and we have a chance. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was one of the things scout reports we had on him. Uh, but going forward, as you get older, you need to be a little bit more direction. You need to be able to move the ball a little bit so you can use your protection a little bit more, and, or, or your coverage, rather. And uh, that's really what he turned into and, and uh, extended his career. Was the, left, was the lefty thing kind of a, a factor at all? It is. Yeah, I mean, it's always a factor, but there's a lot of lefty punters now, and, you know, they got the lefty jugs machine, and, and that's not a... You know, it's it's not a so much an not, issue. Not like, it used to, not like it used yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You were really high on uh, Tremont Smith. Just seemed like a numbers thing. And now he's with Green Bay. Just how do you replace what he offered? Well, first of all, I mean, we're going to miss Tremont. I mean, Tremont. I love Tre I love Tremont. I mean, everybody knows that uh, he was he was good for us last year. He, uh, you know, he had some big returns and on a raw rookie team and, and you know he, he he did a really good job for us uh you know we, the fact that we have a lot of returners and the fact that he really wasn't a corner or wasn't a wide out that really came into play you know you know cutting down when we you know when Tyreek got hurt so that that became a factor and uh, I'm glad he got picked up I, I had a feeling he would you know and he's going to be good for Green Bay what was that conversation like, just kind of like saying goodbye and Uh We had a conversation during the week because we knew it was going to go down, and, and I wanted to make sure, you know, that, uh, you know, I did speak to him, so it just wasn't like a cut, be gone, you know. So I, I had the conversation with him. He's a true professional. He kept his head up and kept working the rest of the week, and, and I told him, I, did, I said, I hope you get picked up, but if you don't, we want you back on practice squad, but we kind of knew that was going to happen. Okay, John Harbaugh is kind of yeah. the guy who did the special teams route to the to the head coach. Do you, what's kind of your thought on him and the kind of the path he had? Because you've had some. Well, John and I go way. I mean, when I first got in the league, I worked for John. You know, I worked for John for three years at at, at the Eagles. You know, when Andy hired me, and I learned everything. You know, that I learned initially about special teams from him. You know, first three years before I moved to Chicago. So, uh, you know, I I. I kind of model myself after him, the way he deals with the media, the way he deals with players, the way he, uh, you know, coaches on the field. Uh, there's a lot of things that he does uh, that I resemble, you know, that I do now, you know. So, uh, you know, I, I look up to him as a mentor and I talk to him. You know, I don't talk to him as much as I used to and probably not as much as I should, but, uh, you know, he's a really good friend and we get together when we can. Okay. Coach, just Last a home opener. You know, I mean, yeah. I, you, you know what offense? It's been a long time. It's been a month since we I know, it's been a while since you guys been here. But, you know, when you're dealing with that special teams and you're home and it's your field and it's, you know, all that stuff, what do you talk to the guys about and how excited is are you for that? We're excited to be at home just because our fans, you know, our fans are there, uh, the kingdom. Uh, you know, that makes a big difference for us. I mean, people cheering. Uh, you know, when we when we have a punt return, everybody gets excited. The crowd gets loud. Uh, that makes a difference. But other, you know, other than that, I mean, as far as we, we don't say anything different to them during the week. You know, we, we just talk about how important it is to make smart blocks and uh, finish. Um, you know, in coverage and uh, just do all the right things that, that your coach should do. But uh, it's just going to be good to be out back at home again. Okay. Thanks, coach. All right, thanks.